Alright, welcome to Literally Lens Podcast. It was it week one of the summer split 2020? Game it's in. true. Let's do it. Alright. Uh, just a quick reminder that uh, the podcast is now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Anchor.fm. Uh, I'm working on other th- other sources, but it uh, takes time. Also, I have to be not playing well. <laughs> if you were uh, playing retail, you could you could do both. <laughs> not, maybe, 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 but... Uh... Oh, no, not maybe. <laughs> oh, okay, not okay, maybe. so... The first topic we have is the LCS dome. I wrote dome. The LCS dome, or is yeah, I, like I was wondering why you said oh. done. I was like, that's <laughs> extreme. Like after one no. week, that's a lot, bud. <laughs> what this is more of a reference to is the overall production quality that has uh, arisen this week, or this mm-hmm. split, I should say. Uh, how do how do we think the production has been for the summer split so far? Monty, you had some strong feelings. Same as usual. I want to say, I've watched the LEC, which is, of course, Europe. And I have to say their presentation has been a lot better. Their music, a lot better. I don't like what we're doing here as much. I don't like it. I don't like the layoffs. So, to to put everything out there, uh, the LEC is is in studio for production. The players are just playing from home. That's the only, re- and there's no audience, of course, but there's no, that's the big difference. Like, that, that's like a fundamental difference. You got a lot, a lot more resources when you're in studio, you know? Yeah, they got all the buttons and shit on their, on their production boards. Smoke machines, fireworks, fully automatic <laughs> confetti machine guns. They got that camera that room. like moves around and shit. And not a yep. webcam that you have to, like, kind of <laughs> grab and shake if you want to get crazy with it. So, what the LCS is doing with this gigantic CGI dome and putting all of the casters' heads on these, like, random boxes that come out of... The, like, I hate this. This is... Why did we spend money on this? Why would we waste our time and money to make this thing that added nothing to the show? And I thought the show was better... Back when it was just the like the people in boxes like we are right now, like why did we not do this? What why did we change from this? This was perfectly fine and perfectly acceptable. I had zero issue with it. Um, they tried to raise production quality. They they really wanted to have like that virtual dome where you can kind of get the the arena the LCS feeling. LCS studio, like yeah, like the studio setting, like the full arena I, setting that you I'm can go. I'm not getting that feeling. Listen. I feel like it's I'm watching fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and it's that part where George Lopez is inside of the robot. That's what it fucking you gotta, feels like. You gotta like chill. To you gotta chill. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't like me talking about Shark Boy and Lava Girl like that? I just wasn't ready for that. You gotta hit me with a warning next time, bro. That's unacceptable behavior. <laughs> okay. Uh, First of all, uh, I'm also not sure. If uh, they can go in studio either, that um, it would uh, be a lot of work, and I think everyone working together, like you, you couldn't do the analyst desk like they normally do it because everyone's too close to each other. Mm-hmm. But but they have the entire stage to work with, so they could definitely do something out there. But mm, who knows? Okay. Though they could move um, the like AV to studio maybe. They might be able to just do all of the uh, 
cameras to the studio like that or something. I don't know. I think that would be better though because the entire stream is compressed like three times before it goes to Twitch and oh my god does it hurt to effing look at. Oh. Why? You Why like does it look, look so bad? Why? You don't like you don't like the little scuttle crab in the background that walks around every once in a while? That's kind of neat. That's okay. I did see that and I thought, yeah, that was kind of cool. But that's it. That's the only <laughs> cool thing about it. It was really cool for about five seconds. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really neat. And then I realized they spent so much money to make this thing that I barely care about and think actually looks awful. Because now all the cameras are a little distorted, too. And that just, mm -hmm. uh, I don't like this. I, I don't. I hate this. Do we, do we want to even bother talking about the effing scoreboard, too? Because the scoreboard is is also not good and has so many problems. That's always the case. There's so much blank space on the scoreboard. There's so much, like, just asymmetry on the scoreboard. I don't understand why it's like this. And then, like, my honestly, my number one problem is the inhibitor timers. The inhibitor timers are unreadable. Why are they like this? Why? Why Why aren't they like they used to be? I liked it back when they tried to match the theme of the, of the, of like the, the in-game UI and stuff. But now they're trying their own thing because they, they basically made it so they could grab the variables for the scores that they want to show. And it makes it easier for them to make a custom thing. But mm -hmm. I think that they're, they're just not utilizing their space properly and everything is absolutely misshapen in, in so many ways. And th why can't anyone fix the goddamn minimap? Why? Why is this so hard? Oh. I'm, 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 I'm done with bitching about the freaking uh, production quality. Anyone else want to complain? I'm good. Uh, yeah. You didn't even say if you liked it or not. That's because I didn't pay attention. As per usual, whenever we do one of these production segments... I don't really watch the production parts. I usually watch the game and then in the post-game or pre-game, mute the stream and then do something else until I notice yeah, their jam select. Then you could talk about the UI for the for the uh, in-game. Um, the UI doesn't bother me. Like I understand what you mean about like dead space or whatever. Um, but like, I don't know. I feel like it's probably pretty difficult to like really cleanly lock in like a super tight design for that um it did it also it just honestly never really bothers me as much as it seems to bother you through all the all the incarnations i've never really had a problem with it i'm just like all right <laughs> so simple all right so now we move on to uh the next segment that we like to do at the beginning of every split which is the overreactions segment all right so first up, Dignitas. <laughs> what do we think about Dignitas? And to be honest, I feel like this is a bit of a low-grade overreaction, so it's a good place to start. Hey, Matt, what you, um, what you feeling? How are how, how you, you taking this one? That's a, that's a weird full, face, hey, Mott. A full 10-man roster, and nobody knows what's going on. We I don't think that's what they. That's not really what they were trying for, though, was it? I don't think I'm they were. I, I, I did not get the impression they were trying for like a full deep ten man. 
No, they tried to put together like their best roster, but it's looking like it's looking like it's going to be like a ten man roster where they're just going to be constantly swapping things in and out. Which I how they I did not like boards. that. Hang on. I did how not. How are they going to do that? <clears throat> I don't know, but you still have two. They could probably still swap out. Like okay, in their top line, they can swap in Dardock and Lurlo, or they can swap in Dardock and keep Viper in there. Like you know, there's small things that they can do that can still work out in that situation. However, what I do dislike has been their press release, right? The day before, the day before, they release a tweet going, life is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get and have their full 10-mans, every player on their team on it. And I absolutely hated that. I... (laughs) Maybe that was the point. Maybe they were griefing you. Did you consider that? I felt like I was being griefed. So if they were, they did it. They did it. I feel like that was just a joke and Haymont's taking that a little too seriously. I also feel that way. Oh, okay. I do worry about any team that did not put their uh, team roster out before the beginning of that whole week. Because, Wow. If you don't have your roster down, mm, that's a big yikes from me. And, uh, yeah, it was a big yikes twice this weekend from Dignitas. Oh, my God. Watching this team makes me hurt inside so much. Oh, they have no... I, I, who do you play to on this team? Everyone's playing like garbage. Yep. Even Froggit, yeah. the player that everyone acts like is so amazing, and uh, he's a great player, and they finally got him a team last split out, and then, nope, never mind, nope, still didn't make playoffs, but Froggit hasn't made playoffs since, like, 2015, like, come on, Froggin's a freaking washed-up old player, he needs to stop being in the LCS, get out of my league, it, go back, go fill an academy slot. He's Brutal. not the only one that I have complaints with. Did you saw a Viper's, and we can get more into that, but Viper does not seem like he's top lane material right now. He just, he just doesn't. He just doesn't. Do you mean he do, you don't think he's LCS material? Like you just shouldn't, he should still be in the LCS, but not top lane. Because you said he's not top lane material, and I want to dig into that <laughs> phrase. Like, do you mean like, you know, throw a mid lane, he looks like he'd be crazy on Oriana, but like get him off these top laners, dude. No. That's not what I thought you meant. I was just being an asshole. (laughs) I know. But I want him out of the LCS for right now. Like, I want him to go back to Academy and I want him to work on some things. Because he... His picks do not seem viable. Like, the picks that he should have down as, like, that are part of your normal top lane champion pool, he does not have down. He needs to work on these things. And it's really bad it looks like they banned orn first round on blue side (laughs) twice Mm -hmm. do you know what that tells me he can't play orn he can't play orn and he picked set twice and lost to to to, uh renekton who's a counter pick and uh aatrox who is a uh skilled matchup that favors aatrox uh I don't, I don't fully know what to expect from him playing set here, but 
Uh, honestly, I don't think you build Blade of the Ruin King into Aatrox. And, like, they, he has one target for Blade of the Ruin King, really, and it's not that great of an item. Mm. I, I, I just... I, I don't think... You, I don't think you should ever judge any one player off of two games, but I also don't think that this is the weekend that you can fully judge him on. Yet I also think he played very bad this weekend, and he definitely is one of the worst top laners in the league at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't know who would perform better than him. And I... Um, I was just saying the name Dokla, but... <laughs> Dokla? You used to say it all the time, actually. Not wrong. He is, and he used to be in the LCS when he played for Optic. He just split push all the time. That's what I remember. And all I remember, that... he was really bad and I hated him. I brought it up on the show constantly. Yes, you did. That was a bit of a segue. <laughs> but it's... You're, you're right. I don't... Dignitas doesn't really have anyone to build around. And I'm not... How do you think Johnson performed? Because I did not pay attention to his performance as much. I didn't. He didn't stand out to me. But again, it's the first week, and it's always a little hard to be like to extrapolate that, you know, outward. Because it's just picked, the first week. They picked Lulu okay. Ezreal bot lane for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Lulu's anybody a, would do that. Lulu's a fine enchanter, Ezreal. Not with because... Ezreal. He's not an attacking champion, he's a poke champ. He spams Q. All of his damage is in his Q. I know. And then you can still take the Lulu and you can still use the ultimate. It's not bad to use that with set. The problem is, is they picked, uh, they don't, they don't have another auto attacking champion. If they had like Kindred jungle in here, it might Mm -hmm. make sense, but they're running Nidalee. Who is Lulu helping? Lulu's not helping anybody. What's going on? Yeah. It's an it's not the best comp for the Lulu, just because mm-hmm. like you said, you need those auto attackers in there and like, I mean, if we were thinking like old school AD Nidalee, maybe, but we're not <laughs> back in top lane. Let's go back in top lane, shit. but we're not talking about the season two, season three meta. You know, we're talking about right now. That's season uh, five. It was some bullshit season. I don't care. It was it was a long time that I yeah. did not enjoy. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. It was a weird throw-in with this comp. It's fine enough with the Ezreal in the sense that, like, maybe the Ezreal can get a little more, like, gutsy with diving in with the Lulu Alter. Can, like, take maybe, like, slightly, like, suboptimal trades because of the Lulu can, like, you know, keep him... Pull, like, a suboptimal trade to an even trade or something, but, like, you don't really want to be doing that on the LCS stage, I imagine, and, like, just pick, like, a champion that actually relies on auto attacks, you know? Just do that. The, the only thing I mm-hmm. see here is a wombo combo between Set, uh, Lulu, and Orianna, where they try to land all three ults on, a, on four targets. But that's the only thing I see. A- a- everything else about this feels bad and if you can't land that you can't win and that didn't happen and they gave tsm uh misfortune yumi bot lane crazy bot lane uh mid lane was a farm lane they had trundle to just not give a shit about anything because trundle's apparently good right now i don't understand why trundle Trundle is like crazy right now from what i've seen and then they let they let a uh, skill matchup that's favored towards the other team happen top like 
This entire draft makes no sense. Uh, Nidalee Jungle, I don't know where this came from and why pros think it's good right now, but apparently they all do, and it's apparently crazy, <laughs> but it just doesn't feel like it works here, and it, there should, like, something else and a different support. Like, come on. Yeah. Or, like, even the same support with, like, a, a different jungler could, like... Like you said, if you had gone, like, for, like, the marksman carry kindred or something from the jungle, like, then Lulu becomes, like, a fine pick. Because that works really good, and you can camp bot and get double kills, you can get control, um, you can help the kindred a lot, even more survivability, right? But in the current incarnation, definitely a new support. So... They, Champion uh, Dig, that is, not player. Dignitas has banned mm -hmm. Syndra both times. And Syndra's a big first pick because she can be flexed. This kind of indicates to me that they can't play Syndra. And I'm sure Froggen can probably play it, but I think it's Johnson mm -hmm. who can't play it. And I think that's actually impacting them severely because if you can't pick, leave up Syndra to force out a ban, then t like TSM did, they got to ban Aphelios and Callista. Mm-hmm. So now you're missing probably two of the best singular carries in the bot lane at in the current meta. Actually, I'm sorry, short of Varus. Uh, so it's like, yeah. it's really hard to play the game when your players cannot play high-tier champions. At least at a professional level. Alright, I feel like that's enough uh, talking about Dignitas. Let's try to overreact to another team. <laughs> you remember about that roster problem I was telling you about? You remember the other team who did it too? Who? The Immortals. Well, Immortals was the really the one with the roster problem. Dignitas it was... is about what everyone expected. Immortals put in Potlock. And Potlock yeah, that was surprising. Really <laughs> brought something to the table, but no one wanted to eat it. Still going with that one, huh? I, it, right. It's an easy joke, and I it's will a, nail it to the board. A terrible joke, actually, but yeah. How dare you. Mm. Let me pull up their stats real quick. Immortals uh, versus FlyQuest, and Immortals versus CLG. I don't understand why people like Karma Top Lane, and I hope they stop. But they're not going to, and I know they're not going to. But... So, so what do we think the problem is with Immortals? What, 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 why, why, where do we think this team is falling apart? Um, I'd want to talk about the CLG versus IMT game. Because that one was probably the prime example. Well, no, 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 not the prime example. But that one was one of the games that they should have won. They had the early game. They had the big leads. Apparently... It's, what I've heard from the caster's desk, like on while they were commentating on it, was that Potluck was good at Lee Sin. He did look good at Lee Sin, and then they got Sin. caught in one team. Yeah, Potluck did. We did. Oh, never mind. Yep, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong side. Never mind. Okay. So because the other game he played Graves, that was it. So you know it didn't look bad at first, and then everything went terribly wrong. <laughs> there was just one. They overstepped a little bit. They got caught out in CLG's jungle, and then CLG wiped them with their team fight in comp because they allowed them to get a team fight. That's it. So I don't. 
I don't really know what to think of this team. I do like how Potluck's been playing. It hasn't really converted into anything uh, that big as yet. I'm not sure if Alltech and... Um, I'm forgetting the name of his support down in the bottom lane. Is it Alltech and Gate? Yep. I don't think they really stand up to any of the 2v2s that well. In the league, uh, Soaz did not produce the leads that he should have on the Karma. I don't think. Into the set. Because I think that Solo had, even though he was down CS, he did manage to get a kill back. Like, he was really... No, this is... What am I saying? This is IMT versus CLG against Ruin. I definitely feel like this team is severely hindered by their mid lane and their bot lane specifically. I, I didn't notice Potluck being in too bad of a spot by comparison, but it I just I when you don't have when two of your three lanes cannot win their lane against anybody, every jungler is gonna look garbage. Yeah, and, the jungler can't like 1v8 like 7 and save that right like they really just cannot do much if your lane is just auto losing whenever the jungler's not there if you let diana get off the ground uh, with lee sin then you've just you just lost the game right there like the, that is the one job you're supposed to do against diana is shut her down and if you're picking something mm -hmm. aggro like lee sin it's 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 even easier you don't have to, like, try to get a good CC combo. And Oriana's early game isn't that good, so you'd really need to get some extra damage in there. But Lee Sin's got all the damage to kill Diana early game, and I, it just wasn't happening. And it, it, When you cannot rely on individuals on your team to be able to play to a competent level, you don't get to make playoffs. That's a, Making playoffs is a different problem. That's a topic later, but... It, I... Ika should not be playing in the LCS right now. I don't understand why people keep putting in Ika. He he looks awful. He looks like the worst mid laner I've seen play League of Legends in a long time. But he's he's got to be the worst player in the league almost. I just there's, why there's why are we wasting one thing, Go. You're not gonna like what I'm gonna say. But in the IMT versus FlyQuest game, his Galio did look passable. Watch the same game. It worked, even though Ignar was constantly roaming in the mid lane, it was holding up fairly well against the uh, Cassiopeia. That was in mid, from Power of Evil. Well, it's, it, it, it can hold but, up against Cassiopeia without trying, because it has a lot of uh, built-in magic resist. But, magic resist. But I... Yeah. He, he's just getting outplayed. He's getting ran around the map. His damage, like, he doesn't do any damage. Just, he had one good ultimate, which I do remember from that game. That's the only reason why I'm swinging for him right now. He had one good ultimate where he flashed back, immediately ulted straight back into the middle of a team fight. Like that, I like to see. But his regular mid laners, I don't know about. So far, it's just the Galio that looked passable. Out of the two games. So, looking <laughs> at their draft against FlyQuest, I I really just don't know what this this team is doing. They have Karma Top, Graves Jungle, uh, Galio Maid, 
and then uh, Kaisa Nautilus bot lane. What is that comp? Where's your what's your goal here? What what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's really confusing. You're not. I when I saw that drop, there, I was like, what are they aiming at? Like, what is their team fight supposed to be like? What is their win condition like? What is a good situation for all of these players? Uh, and it didn't seem like there is a sort of unified goal that you might want to have. It, like, what is I, Karma Top doing? Like, why? Why would you pick this? I also, like, when I saw the Karma Top, I was like, alright, maybe they're going to try to, you know, power up Alltech. We're going to get, like, another caster. We're going to put as many shields on him as possible and have him carry. That didn't happen. They just went straight, um, Luden's Echo. Top lane, the full AP karma. I was confused. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be able to bully around things like set that it was up against, but mm -hmm. it didn't. It's only up no? four farm at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. And Solo mitigated that very well. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that that set was able to do well against it like i played this a lot because when set came out karma top was huge so the mm -hmm. only thing i could do was just kind of blow her shit and then try to get some farm and it was impossible for me to get a kill on her and i would just try to shove her under turret so i didn't have to fight her for farm and i could just clear her wave and use the damage she dealt to me to clear it faster with my w but it it's it just, it's such a bad pick, and I don't get why they're picking it. It doesn't bring anything to this comp either. The comp doesn't need more magic damage, and if it did, why aren't we playing Rumble? Like, come on, why? They needed what they needed was another tank in the top lane, some or something like that, or or Renekton, mm -hmm. or something that can f can fight and skirmish a little more. Because this is an okay skirmish comp, but because there's no real dive. The only thing I think they can do for Heavy Initiate is flank with Graves, land Kaisa W, Kaisa ults in, and then Galio ults on top of that. But here's the problem, Nautilus is now back two screens, Graves had to get two screens ahead on a flank, and what's Karma doing? Her best. That, that's what Karma's doing, her best. So it's it, it just... I don't understand. I, I, this comp's so out of this world. But FlyQuest comp's actually freaking crazy! Look at all the damage that comp has to pump out. It's That is a lot of damage. I like that comp. It's a much better version of that triple eighty carry comp that, uh... Was it EG ran? Mmm... I want to say EG ran it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the Friday night game. Or Quirky. no, was it Saturday? I was talking Quirky. to you about it. I was mad that it won. I and you know what? As you should be. <laughs> they went with three effing marksmen. Three marksmen! Yeah, it was. It was against the uh, 100 Thieves. Mm. Oh, man. Okay. All right, Is there right. any other teams that we want to talk about? Is there a positive that... overreaction or like a team that we're uh, hyping up? No. C9's looking like a clean 18-0 right now. Yeah, but that's not like an overreaction. That's, yeah, that's about expected. Like, if they if they don't win 16 games, to be honest, that's that's below par. Uh, Got it. FlyQuest is looking like a clean 17-1 right now. Yeah, that's, 
exactly where they left off. That's not think, overreact. That's just stupid. <laughs> I think the only overreaction you can really do is to say that uh, Team Liquid has got it all together. Because they are 2-0 right now. Even if... Uh, who did they play this week? They played TSM and uh, Golden Guardians, who are pretty middle-of-the-pack teams, especially from last split. I think where they were 5th, 4th or something like that. So, something close. Yeah, you, you could say Team Liquid might be uh, edging up into the 4th place spot. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but I just... I, I feel like... I don't know. They, they look decent. TL do look decent. And with a few more weeks, they might look like I would put them top three. But mm -hmm. even still, I feel like there's a lot of uh, unknowns about how they're going to deal with any problems that might occur as the split goes on. But I, I still feel like they're going to be trending upwards for, the, for most of the split. And even though TSM lost them, I think they're in the same boat. I gotta give tactical credit. He... I watched his Philios uh, play, and it was like, you know, it was good. It was good. I liked it. He was really popping down damage. Well, then again, that's a Philios, like, as soon as you hit late game. But <laughs> uh, Oh, them against Golden Guardians was a bit of a bloodbath. Oh. Mm -hmm. it, was, it took 40 minutes. That game was 40 minutes. Jesus. <sighs> that was also Golden Guardians game, too. What was that? That was the game that they were running Jason in the mid. I think they probably had a chance to it. They just not a better team. So, we talked about some of the games. Let's talk about uh, the champion meta at the moment. How are we feeling? Uh, is everybody uh, happy with the uh, Varus being uh, permabanned for the next two weeks? Um, No. Only got through one game. That was it. Never yeah. seeing stage. Ever again. Perk's got the free win off of it. Now it's retired. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So beyond Varus, I love Varus. You know that. Uh, I love playing Varus. I also really love watching Varus. So I'm not stoked that it's going to be perma banned because I do like it when people play it. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Okay. What you thinking about the constant Edrials now? Um, I feel like Ezreal is really a tertiary AD carry after Callista, Felios, and Misfortune. Mm. Uh, I, even though they're picking him over them, I don't feel like Ezreal should be prioritized that, that heavily. I don't think he's that good. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think he's good, but I don't feel like mm. he's better than a lot of a lot of options. But it looks like crit AD carries are virtually dead unless their name is a Felios. Hmm. Okay, if, what do you think about the Ezreal-Yumi pairing? Uh, that, I think that's um, probably uh, one of the best bot lanes in the game. Okay. Like, Alright. <laughs> I've been trying to- I tried to get my bot lane for Clash to learn that thing for six months. <laughs> Did it work out? Okay, no, that's a segue. Alright, So, what do you think of Yumi independent of Ezreal? <laughs> I still think she's broken. I don't think Ezreal's the deciding factor on that. I even think Ezreal, uh, or Ezreal, I think, uh, Yumi MF is good. Uh, Yumi Aphelios I'm less keen on, but who else, what other AD carries are good with Yumi? I'm gonna say, did, did Jizuke made 
very good use of having that Yumi on him during that EG game. What was he playing that game? Corky. Corky? Corky. Oh, I think I remember feeling like he was too aggressive with it. And that Corky's he... just not a great pick for it. Yeah, you can jump in with package, but I just don't feel like that's the play you want to go for. Like, I'd rather Ooh. have it on Aatrox or Olaf or, uh, I don't know, someone else with a lot more engage. Maybe Lee Sen. Mobility is normally good for the setup. No, for the no, no, no. You don't want someone who dies backline like that. You want someone who runs straight forward so that the ult can synergize with their rush or allow them to rush past the uh, the uh, front line. Not someone who already has the tools to get to the back line. They normally don't need Yumi and probably shouldn't have it. And it's better off on your AD carry at that point. Because now no, two I... champions are in the back line and they can just walk towards your back line. No, it's not really so much more of a flanking, like trying to get to the back line. It's more of trying to set up the kick. So you, <laughs> it was, this is a weird sort of sentiment, but instead of like trying to go to the back line and kick through the back line, what you do is you normally try to take the Yumi and have it and just go right in front of their team just close enough that you can set up the Yumi ult. Why not That's just go for the insect anyways? That would be just if you don't have the Yumi on you. Why, well, why not but just flank? Wait, wait. Why not just flank with Yumi? Put him on. Put Yumi on like your mid laner or something. Or, I'm sorry. Why not flank with Lee Sin? Put Yumi on your mid laner. Have your mid laner walk at them, and then Lee Sin just hop over the wall. Mm. That way, Yumi's not in danger of getting nuked. Oh, I don't think that, that is a better. That I said. <laughs> That she would have been nuked either. Well, if Leeson dives the backline, he's at risk of getting CC locked and getting his, no, his no. play stuffed. The Yumi being no, no. on the mid laner means that the ult still goes off and Leeson can then be saved. Whereas Leeson dies with Yumi on top of her of him instead. Okay, the thing that I'm talking about is using the Yumi to set up. Let's say if you have Leeson Yumi, if you but have why other put it on Leeson when you can put it on anyone else? Because he's super mobile. <laughs> That's but you the, don't need pretty to much move. the reason. You're, you're muted. What? Sorry, I'm I muted? was holding the wrong. I was holding the wrong push to talk button. Um, the problem with Animon is that when you are that super mobile champion, likely Sin, who's mobile in the sense that he dives. If you put the Yumi on the dive champion, and the dive champion gets CC locked, he dies. And where does the Yumi pop out? In the middle of the entire team. Like, you have to okay. see why that's terrible. Ezreal's a great champion for Yumi because he's extremely mobile and he's a poke champion. So he's at a safe distance, which means the Yumi's at a safe distance to poke if, like, something happens and, like, you know, Ezreal gets hit with the stray Varus Q and fucking dies. Like, okay, fine. Yumi's not about to get, like, 1v5'd. If the Lee Sin dies in melee with the Yumi on, her, on him, what is the Yumi going to do? Like, realistically. She's just gonna die. Right? That's what Anthony's trying to say. I know, but I've also seen Santorin pull it off last split. I've seen, uh, in the shadow, Mad Lions, um... Uh, no. Let me flip that around. Mad Lions in the LEC with their jungler Shadow pull it off very well. It's not as bad as you think it is, because you keep on thinking that it's like, okay, the Lee Sin has to go to the back line. And get right, that. right, right. You could play Lee Sin as a frontliner and do that, but now... 
I've used my Lee Sin as a frontliner. Yeah, now you're not getting the benefits of, like, insects or, like, the disrupting abilities. You're not getting, like, five-man slows and, dis like, mispositions. You're, like... Ideally, you, you have... You just have, like, a subpar bruiser. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, when you're not utilizing Lee Sin's kit, he's just, like, a decent bruiser. He's not crazy. Like, the thing that makes Lee Sin crazy is his ability to, like, go, fuck your AD carry, and also your team's out of position, good luck, have fun. Right? If you're not doing any of that, and you're just, like, melee range eing the enemy tank and queuing them, like, from fucking two feet away, not really getting the full utilization out of that kit, my friend. Okay. I want to say, like, the... It's normally used to like set up for the optimal decent kick, and normally just if you see three to two, two or three people who are just in a place where it shouldn't be, Leeson is one of those champions who can just get into position and capitalize. So you're just using it to pick off people, which is yes, with which it wasn't really the, the scenario that we were setting up in the first place. We were yeah, setting up no, yeah. you were not setting up a pick scenario at all, my man. So. I know, but you guys kept on coming back to the idea of getting off the... Yeah, yeah, uh, because we just disagree with you. <laughs> well, like, look, it, I, I agree that it is much more viable in a, like, a 3v2 scenario or a 3v3 scenario where you catch out the enemy team and then Leeson initiates with the Yumi ult to CC those few people and then get in the back line. Because it's a lot harder to CC lock him and, and to, like, actually kill Lee Sin through there. It's less risky... Mm -hmm. And Lee Sin could actually just kill the AD carry through the with the Yumi ult. But into five people, including the tank with tenacity, it, Lee Sin's not going to be able to... The likelihood of Lee Sin living is much lower if he, if, if there is a read on it or if there's any sort of uh, random random shit that happens. And then you lose two people. No, you're not losing or, two people in a 3v3 with like that. Or if you... I just remember that one play. If you go into the back line to kick the AD carry, but instead wind up kicking a Nautilus. Okay, then like just click then click better. <laughs> that did uh, happen in that IMT series <laughs> IMT game, by the way, which I forgot about. <laughs> that was all bad. Right. <laughs> Alright, alright. We talked about Yumi enough. So another champion who has had a hundred percent presence Yumi. this weekend, uh Orn. And in yes. the LCS, Orn has uh, a zero percent win rate. So, uh... That's actually kind of surprising, but... It's really not. Mm -hmm. Orn's actually garbage. I... Okay, look. Orn's really good. I'm not gonna act like Orn's not actually really good. But, Orn Which has a lot of ways garbage, to deal of with... He has a lot of ways to deal with him. And do you know who are two champions who are picked a lot against him? Set... Mm. Uh, well, I'm sorry, three. Set, Aatrox, and um, Mordekaiser. Those three champions are very good against Orn, especially if they build properly to deal with Orn in a 1v1 scenario, or just in general. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there are so many good ways to counter Orn that I feel like the only reason he's broken for most people is that they play, they can't, like, play any of the counters well. Even Darius counters him well, and most top laners can play Darius. But even still, I... I'm not surprised that Orn is not doing well in the LCS because mm -hmm. he's easy to counter. The champions that counter him are very easy champions in the grand scheme of things, but not a shock. He's a lot weaker than the meatball that he used to be. That giant 
meatball that Not you that just much. couldn't chunk through. They haven't touched this tank much at all. They just put it off a level. The... No, I they had the, the initial mess the on him. I think the only thing that got changed was the damage or the mana on his Q, which is the the inline pillar thing. And then they pushed his his uh, item upgrades back one level to where it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Before they buffed him down because they buffed him like eight times in a row because nobody effing played this champion. But yeah. Alright, I'm thinking about it like at right post buffs when it was just you couldn't get through him. Where it you was like... Well, you can't get through him, Haymont, because you don't build any armor pen. Just saying. Okay, alright. I digress. <laughs> um... It hasn't looked that great. Uh, sometimes some of the teams just don't seem to be together, yeah. right? Like someday played it in the one hundred uh, thieves versus evil geniuses game, and I'm not gonna say he was the reason that they lost that game. He wasn't the reason that they came. Actually, that one was more of a hey, we're missing basically three players in this game. That was more so what happened, and I can't say someday had like a stellar performance either. He had a good one, <laughs> just wasn't. You can't carry on, Orin. You can't do it. It's supposed to be that late game scaling, right? They had the Aphelios, and it just they never made it to that point. Um, I'm trying to think of other games that he was uh, played in. You can give me a reminder Orn? of him. Yes. Uh be heavily banned. Earn stats. Here we go. He was played by Soaz Someday Haunter and Someday. Soaz Someday Haunter and Someday. The Hunter Thieves EG, Team Liquid GG, Cloud9 Hunter Thieves, and CLG versus Immortals. And his stats are... Why does he have Locket in two of these games? Because he needs the shield, Anthony. Mm. I'm not being serious. Okay. I now know why every... I now know why everyone is garbage at... Why he has four losses. Nobody knows how to play Orin in the LCS! Why? Um. Why? Why? Just why would you build Locket? I don't care who you're against. Don't build Locket. Oh my god. Do they think it gets another upgrade or something? No, there's probably something that they're thinking of with like, oh, there's an Orianna ulti. I can throw this on here and stop it or something along those lines. Like some no! big magic. No, no, no! You don't. You just don't take it. You don't take Locket on him. You just yeah, take the anything is, else. Yeah, you just don't you, do it. You take like yeah. a, a, a abyssal mask, or you take uh, what what is that? Uh, righteous seen... glory. There's so many good options. Righteous glory is really good on Orn because you can just run at somebody and then just cue them in the face for more slow. Mm-hmm. And then you have a knockup. It's oh, it's so it's actually disgusting when I get to build that item, but I never do. Oh, it also didn't feel great watching. Um... So as have it, and more specifically, Ika on Zoe was not 
they he went to get the Rabidons uh, upgrade, but that was delayed for so long because it was so far behind. Like it yeah. wasn't a good look. <laughs> if you put Orin behind, his upgrade falling behind is massive. And th- mm-hmm. I think, like I said before, they pushed him back a level on his upgrades. So that's actually a pretty impactful thing, considering how hard it is to get to that point when you're behind. So it means uh, an Orn who is ahead probably isn't affected as much as an Orn who is behind by that one change. And to be honest, I don't feel it. I'm always ahead. Even then, an Orn who is ahead is um, not going to feel this great if, right, if he still needs to hit that level mark. Yeah, but he has more opportunity to farm sidelines. What'd you say, Anthony? He has more opportunity to farm sidelines. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I leave all this top lane bullshit to you because it's just... My dumb little AD carry brain can't understand it, so... (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of AD carries, Syndra has been a crazy (laughs) champion. What do we think about Syndra right now? She's insane. APC. I... I don't, I don't She's really, it. really good into basically every meta bot laner right now. Mm-hmm. She's super, super safe. She allows you to uh, double AD topside if you want to. Uh, or, or like, pick a more supporty uh, character in one of those positions. And she outputs a truly absurd amount of damage. To the point that if your Syndra is even or ahead, once you hit the mid to late game, your Syndra will, like, consistently win against the enemy AD carry. You'll be able to just delete the mid laner or one of the AD carries, depending. Um, it's really good. Um, it has a couple, like, kind of good counters, right? Like, if you're Syndra bot lane and the enemy mid laner picks Galio, maybe your game's over. It happens. <laughs> like, oh well, you can't win them all, pal, right? But, like... She's insane, and she's such a good lane bully. Like she can, she just can literally, with incredible safety, like AFK CS, and if the other person walks up, fucking pop them for like two thirds of their HP with a couple abilities. It's it's truly nuts. So, I'm wondering if Yasuo would come up as a counterpick to this in the bot lane, even. Like, um, say you pick Lucian Yasuo. Against um, their their uh, Syndra, even if they have last pick, and then you can just hot swap them. So I wonder how good Lucian is in a bot lane at the moment, because that's Lucian seems like he's garbage getting behind an XP. He is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he seems like that because he is like that. <laughs> um, the way I see it, Anthony is like Yasuo could be a decent pick, right? Um. The problem is, is if you don't like snowball your lane, Syndra can still give you pretty big trouble in the mid game, because mm-hmm. if your wall is down, and she like let's see, you know maybe she like fucks up her W, but then waits for the wall to go down, she can still like Q E Q R you for your entire health bar. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It just um, it seems like a better like late game counter because that's when you have like the fat ass wind wall, right? And you have, like, the, the big stuff. Early game, it seems like you can still just get, like, your shit bullied really hard. Especially as a melee character. I think that would happen to Yasuo bot lane most of the time. That's the thing. Just kidding. Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> saying it doesn't work. <laughs> okay. 
I just like Yasuo not being in the game at all. <laughs> just trying to reminisce on what's, that. What's, what, does anyone have any champions they think that should be coming up more? I think Victor should probably be coming up more, but I think they're a patch back, so the current Victor buff isn't in yet. I think he'll definitely start coming mm -hmm. up. Mm. Poppy should probably be up there more. I feel like she's a decent pick in general. Like, I... She just Kumo, seems so strong. Kumo did pull him out, pull her out in a game against, I want to say CLG. Yeah, it was versus CLG when they were running uh, Poppy, Twisted Fate. Um, I'm forgetting what the rest of the team comp was. But uh, it was uh, Poppy, Ju that's not Jarvan, that's Trundle. Uh, Twisted Fate, Aphelios, and uh, Lulu. See, that's a Lulu combo. I agree. That is a Lulu combo right there. Uh, Ezreal, Lulu. I see my bot lane locked that in. I'm just right. I'm just strapping myself in for that bumpy ride. Oh, for the flame. Just oh my god. So I. It was against Jace, and Poppy beats Jace, like, mm -hmm. soundly. Everyone was saying how uh, Poppy loses to Jace early. That's not true. That's a bold-faced lie. That doesn't happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. The only way that happens is if Poppy doesn't go in on Jace every time he hits W. Just saying. <laughs> oh my god. Why did Ruin build a mirror mana? Oh god, what is this? Ugh. I can't. I will... There was a lot of bad things that were going on in that game. Oh also, God. probably because of the top lane, too. <laughs> Why did Ruin build a mirror mana? Um, uh, this game looks like it was the entire bottom half of the map just destroying people. Top lane looked irrelevant. Oh, that was also one as well. But then Ruin also let just Kumo roam. Kumo disappeared from his lane. Got a flank on um, Wiggly, and then he just got decimated without him knowing what oh. uh, even happened to him. Oh, Poppy's ungankable. You can't gank him. What are you gonna do? You got no options. <laughs> you, it, it, this is why I love seeing Lee Sin jungles because they never have any options against any of my champions. It's like, haha, I have queued to you, and now I'm in the middle of your minions. Oh. <laughs> well, also, uh, I've been knocked up. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's just no. That's my entire champion pool. Leeson trying to gank my champion pool. Nah. Okay. I'm trying to think. There's a, been a lot of flexibility within the support pool. There's been people who've just been picking Thresh. Where is Senna? Leona. Where is Senna? I heard that's some absurdity question. right at the beginning of the cast for Senna that I did not want to hear. But Senna with Oh my god, I'm forgetting oh, the name oh, of the item, I but it's Black Tank Senna and Tank Frozen Senna. Mallet. Yeah. No. That sounds absurd. Uh, that was the thing that they, they publicized. They they put that out into the world and I just went like, Well, I'm glad I'm not playing League right now. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad I'm taking a break because that sounds like something I would like to deeply avoid. Uh <laughs> Thanks, Senna. Oh my god. 
Do they run Glacial Augment with that? Um, no. They, I believe they have a different keystone. It might just be, um, what's it called? The book in the Inspiration Unsealed Tree. Spellbook. Unsealed Spellbook. But I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it looks like they're still running Grasp regardless of what they're building. But it doesn't mm -hmm. look like there's a lot of data in the database for Tank Senna. Oh no, it's running Grasp. Tank Senna runs Grasp. You know, for more health. Very annoying. <laughs> Tank Center. I don't like this, Anthony. I was like considering playing League again soon, and now I've just like I've I've tacked another two weeks on to my break. I'm like, no, Every gotta let this shit build. ride out. Gotta Every let this shit ride out. Not 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 going anywhere near that bullshit. Why would you come back? Mm -hmm. Yasuo's still in the game. You know, fair point, bud. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess Nocturne's another champion. I'm a little bit uh, questioning why he's not in the meta so much, but eh, he was falling out a bit back in the spring. Pantheon. Where's Pantheon? What happened to Pantheon? Okay. Where's Pantheon? What happened to Pantheon? Phased Rush Graves. That's one thing that. that made it back into it. I hate Phased Rush Graves. It's so obnoxious. Every time I he like comes in to gank me, and then I turn it on him, and then he just fucking runs away at 200 miles an hour, and I'm just like, where are you going? And I start chasing him, and I'm just like, I need to kill- and then my top laner comes back, because I just killed him, and he teleported in, and now I'm stuck on with two guys on either side of me, and I'm just like, well, I'm dead now. My jungler's farming raptors. Oh, he's, he's walking up to help me. Um, Drake's right there. This is my life. <laughs> yeah. Days <laughs> rush graves. There's been a couple of so, items. So they pushed back a lot of the mid lane changes they were planning to do. The I think the biggest change they were gonna do was they were gonna lower the movement speed of minions in mid lane and change the cannon so that it was every fourth wave instead of every third wave like it is in every other uh lane, and then it would go back to normal at fourteen minutes or fifteen minutes, I don't know which. Uh, but this, they lowered the movement speed of the minions, meaning all the lanes would meet at the same time. So mid lane now has less time to clear and then roam on their on their lane. Because the amount of time in between the waves meeting has not changed, but they pushed the time up, time a little, so it's harder to catch out side lanes while they're farming from the mid lane. Which I think was going to be a big change and really probably should have been implemented, but they pushed it off till after Worlds. And to be honest, I don't like that. I guess they're not going to disrupt too much in the middle of the season, but. I think, especially yeah. given, like, um. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a lot of the pre Worlds patches were, like, pretty light right now. Yes. Um, because. They've been light. Not only is it, like,. Learning that, but you know, with everything going on in the world, you you might not want to like change too much because you don't know what people will really be able to practice like really well, right? Or really get the hang of as a team per I se. Will, but they've been doing really—I shouldn't say really small—but they've been doing a lot of smaller patches this entire year. That's probably I, for the best, though. We don't want another fucking like da like all of a sudden Hyde gets a pentakill on Darius meta, that right? Was, uh, like balls, but yeah. Oh yeah, well, sorry, balls. 
But, like, you know, that big patch right before Worlds where they're like, by the way, everything's different now, good luck. Like, you probably don't want too many of those. They've been avoiding that as much as they can ever since that point. Because that kind of taught them, oh, big changes on Worlds patch, not a good idea. Mm -hmm. But, I, as a general rule, I think this slower patch cadence has been good. I like it a a lot better than when they would do... I don't like they would do random ass full rehauls of things in the middle of the season and now they're just changing small things and sometimes they'll rework maybe a rune or something if it needs to be um they're still releasing new champion uh, new champions and new champion reworks um apparently Dr. Mundo's the next one uh and I'm just I I like the slower cadence to it 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 lets it feels less bad to play a ch- to play a smaller champion pool more consistently through the season, because what would happen like back when I first hit platinum, I think it was season six and seven, when uh, like Galio, Poppy, and uh, Nautilus were really big, um, I could only play them for like three months of the year consistently because for the rest of the year they nerfed them into the ground instead of doing these little light taps to bring them in line that they have been doing, and I feel like. I would have. It feels a lot better to be able to play a champion the whole year instead of having to hop on what is really broken at the moment. I agree with that. I think it's also yeah. It especially in the professional scene, it allows the pros to like sit with the champion for longer and know that it's not going to be like oh yeah, everything I've been practicing for the last like three months is not going to get automatically changed like in one week out of the blue on like week four. And, like, our whole split plan is just going to get fucked, right? Like, um, that that feels good. It also just feels good as, like, a casual player because it's like, oh, like, I don't have to worry that I'm going to wake up one day, like, without any notice and all of a sudden, like, my Graves two champions are just... Yeah, Graves is a jungler. Ezreal was a jungler, right? Like, I don't have to worry about this dumb bullshit anymore. Apparently, uh, Davidson's playing jungle, uh, Zareth for our Clash team. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, Mike, you put those hands down. Good luck. <laughs> what were those hands doing, Heymon? There, it was a little golf clap. You it? better be clapping. That kid's going crazy. <laughs> My guy's out here putting fucking the pedal to the metal, dude. The meta fucking changer the meta definer the trendsetter the taste maker that's my guy we haven't done this yet all right let's let's move on to uh the picks but before we do that we gotta talk about uh our picks from last week first so we got hey mon defend your bullshit imt pick (laughs) no 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 no. hang on hang on we're not there yet sorry 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 (laughs) we didn't go over last week's pick so hey mon Coming in hot by chucking away a free point on the C9 game. What you doing, man? Come on. I'm always remember, hey, Heymont, I, I want to make sure... Now. I want to make sure you remember, Heymont, because in case you forgot what game this was, this was the game where we were in comms together, and you were like, oh my god, FlyQuest went up, kills, it's over, we won. And then every five minutes I'd be like, oh, you guys won? Why are we up 8k gold? Why do we have seven towers uh, while you're even in kills and every lane is winning in farm? I don't... Just to make sure you were remembering the game. But get back to what you were saying. 
do remember that because it was also Sick. throwing off my Valorant gameplay. Too. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was actively <laughs> being. Yeah. We were playing Valorant and I was actively flaming Haymon because his team was losing and he he shit talked me first and that's his L to hold. <laughs> I was so happy when FlyQuest started that early game. And they went up two kills. Um, Solo immediately TP to join the fight. I was like, all right, the boys are here. The boys are here. There's a chance. C9's chucking. <laughs> C9's chucking. C9's chucking. Um, he's like, yeah, he's, we're like six minutes in the game. He's like, C9's chucking. I was like, all right, buddy. <laughs> Just gets slapped out of it repeatedly by c9 and matt too by the way you're welcome <laughs> uh, so, uh, this is what it, you get for disrespecting my team talk all that shit hey let's see what happens when i watched that game i was kind of surprised with how uh flyquest actually were able to get an early lead and i think that's a good first step but mm -hmm. to be honest tsm got an early lead against cloud nine and i think both of their games last split TSM had the best early game in the league last split, and it still and wasn't. How did that end for y'all? With a fucking Wait, L. Didn't TSM win one game against Cloud9? Yeah, but you lost the split. But you lost the split, so whatever. I you know what, Matt? It doesn't matter. I protected the 17 and 0 record. <laughs> Me individually protecting <laughs> the, the 17 and 0 record. It's not that I'm defeated, it's just, like, I don't understand how to explain to you how wrong and dumb you are. Like, I don't know how to put into words you would understand why you're, like, just wrong and bad. What is a god to hey, a hey, non-believer? When, when your team gets chance across the globe at events they aren't even attending, then you can have the kind of excellence... What is, sorry, wait, have. when I, we when my team has a toxic fan base that nobody no other team base likes putting up with in even the slightest regard because they're all toxic trolls who don't know how to take a goddamn joke? Is that what you're talking about? When when my fan base becomes extraordinarily toxic? Because I would prefer the entirety that of the League of Legends fan, fan base. Which, which yes, exactly and TSM fans at. are worse. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, man. I'm just absolutely impressed that Dignitas have been able to disappoint me after I had such low expectations. I mean, look, man. There's always lower to go, right? Like, <laughs> we can go deeper, guys. You can fall. You can. You can always fall further. <laughs> That's not the idiom. <laughs> and I hate that. I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> what is the idiom? <laughs> it's a, you can only go up from here. <laughs> Once you hit no, the bottom, I mean, you I mean, can yeah. only that's go up. That's an idiom. That's an idiom. Like... <laughs> You're not wrong. They have no. They're the free falling, bud. There's 16 more games to go, and they could go down for all of them. Oh. <laughs> all right. Oh, let's, okay. uh, let's. I can't believe Hamon got the IMT game, but I guess it was a crapshoot anyways. Or the CLG it, IMT game. It was a crapshoot. I'm happy I got my picks in before, like, I heard the interviews from Media Day. But, like, afterwards, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna randomly pick CLG, and then I heard the Xmithy interview. And, no, it was a SOAS interview. And I got very concerned for what was happening in Immortals. 
Um, I would still be considering what's happening in Immortals. Just saying. Fair. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right. Let's move on to uh, talking about next week. Um, is there only there are two games of difference this this time around? We got Haymont calling CLG over Golden Guardians. The Mad Lad himself. Giga also Chad calls calls IMT over One Hundred Thieves. Haymont, defend yourself. IMT over One Hundred Thieves. <laughs> Let me tell you because. 100 Thieves has two players. Two players. That, actually, they, they have ten, but... I am going with the two out of five that are on the roster. It only feels like Cody's son has been trying to pull his weight, and it feels like Someday's been like trying to pull the weight. Both Cody's son and Someday have been trying to pull the weight of everyone else. I've seen Stunt miss some hooks on Nautilus that were just egregious. They shouldn't have been missed. <laughs> they shouldn't have been missed. And I don't have faith that Stunt will be able to shore this up in time, that Medios will be able to shore this up in time, that Ryoma will be able to shore this up in time. I need to see, like, this weekend, right? I need to see them be on the same page i need to see them be able to like play around each other because they can't play around like mid or their bot lane even because of what's happening with stunt there and it's bad (laughs) it's bad with the hundred thieves i just like look at medios every game and i'm just like are you bad are you are you actually bad or are you just getting shit rocked because your team can't coordinate I it just can't tell. Be, I'm going to hope that this is because this is like, like Matt has said, this is like the first two weeks, right? Like this is no, the, the first, first week. week, literally the first week. Maybe they get better in time, you know, hopefully by like three or four weeks off. We don't even have to like bring this up as a question again. But at the current state, it's, Medios doesn't look impressive. Ryoma doesn't look impressive. Stunt doesn't look impressive. It's two out of this five that are trying to carry this team and immortals yes they may not be a good team <laughs> they may not be a good team but i feel like sorry they may not be or they are not because i feel like you're using may not be as in there's like an open question there's but. you're okay. You're right. They're not a good team, but right now, no, nah, I was just fucking around. From their performance, there's a chance that they can beat 100 thieves, and it's not like a slim chance. There's like a good chance they can beat 100 thieves. That's why I'm <laughs> pinning them for this upset. That's the only reason. <laughs> okay. And that's upsetting. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what uh what match are we looking forward to next week? Um, I want to see how the TL versus EG match pans out because I see the parts for TL, they're kind of starting to come together, but EG also looks like a monster. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which also, uh, 
means that I need to start doing my picks a little bit earlier because I might have just read that. <laughs> what? Uh, Haymont I didn't did actually pay TL. attention to what teams were playing what. So um, I did pick TL over EG while forgetting about the fact that they pulled Twisted Fate mid, that Zazel and like Zazel and Jazuke were looking crazy. They look like a cohesive team. Kumo is performing in the top lane. He's got one more split. It's hopefully it turns out good for him. I'm hopeful for this. What do you mean he has one more split? So basically, um, they can't sub in uh, Huni, which I, they probably wouldn't want to sub in Huni anyway. But they can sub in Huni without taking out either Bang or Jazuke. So Kumo's spot is still locked for the split because I don't think there's any way, like, unless things go terribly wrong. Unless something goes real out, fucking bad, yeah. That they're going to take out Banger Jazuke. So Kumo's got this one split. He looks like he can perform. This is the first week as well, so I can't really say, you know, he's, like, up there. But he's been, out of all the top laners um, that I've been talking about, he looks decent, you know? He's, I mean, he looks help. better than Hooney's looked in a long time. He well, looks better than Hooney. He looks better than Viper. He's looked better than Soaz. He's looked better yeah. than... Maybe not better than Licorice, but... No, not better than Licorice. But it's hard to look better than C9 right now. And I, I hope will... that trend continues. C9's emote game is just above the rest of the league right now. <laughs> right? Matt. You can't... Sup? Matt, what, uh, what game are you looking forward to next week? I'm also excited for the EGTL, um, but I'm not going to just stick to that one because that would be cowardly. Um, <laughs> I am actually excited for the TSM FlyQuest game. I know that all three of us picked Fly, but I do think TSM has a really good chance here. Um, I do think these are like, you know, your second and third place teams uh, for me in my head right now competing. Um, and so... I'm pretty, pretty excited to see how that plays out because I think, like, if we see TSM just slap FlyQuest, then it'll it'll sort of, like, set TSM as, like, a sort of, like, tight second-place contender for me. But if I see, like, FlyQuest just stamp out TSM, then I'm going to see TSM as, like, a sort of middle-of-the-pack, like, fourth-fifth team again. And I'm sort of excited to see how that, how that game plays out. Um... I think it's going to be a pretty good game unless something goes Omega wrong. <laughs> I mean, I look, I predicted TSM to beat IMT, but I am damn sure they're going to lose that match. That's just that's just what they like to do to me. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, TSM FlyQuest match just because, uh, hey, Mont, uh, fuck you. <laughs> but uh, another match I'm looking forward to is the C9EG match. That one actually... Looks like it might be an interesting match to watch. Oh, that is this week. As well. I forgot about that. That's going to be fire. That You're might, right. I think there's actually some good matches this week, or at least some interesting ones. But every week has to end on the snooze fest that is whatever the hell they show on their last game. Every time. Every time. Last week it was CLG versus IMT. This week it's 100 Thieves versus IMT. I do not care. I don't want to watch it. Don't make me watch it. I'm going to watch it anyways. Okay, I want to see how EG pans out for like the rest of the split because I'm very hopeful about them. I'm oh, very. Boiling. Hey, with their communications was above CLG. That's not saying much. That's not saying much. But they're like they've been doing things on the same page. 
I like it. I like seeing it. <laughs> yeah, teams that work together as a team, definitely a plus in my book. This teams is that not pick Kane, would... they they start falling out of my book quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and often covered over in black Sharpie and like a never again will I trust, you know. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Friendship deleted with, you know. They'll never, the no, no, no. Memes, let's go. They'll be they'll be in your book continually, but now it's just gonna be the page that you it's the death have note. ripped out and then you tape back on because No, the, it's just it goes from like the <laughs> it goes from Anthony's like friends list to his death note. He's like oh. <laughs> 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 Never okay. do it again. Don't don't pick that shit again. Never again. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> Do you, I so want to give him hope, but that would be cruel. That would Don't be do cruel. That. Don't give me hope. <laughs> All right, I think we're out of topics. I think we, we are too. Uh, you want to take us on home? Yeah, that'll do it for uh, week one of the LCS Summer Split of 2020. Uh, you can catch the show live on twitchtv nizzy2k 11 uh, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Uh, and you can catch the video on my YouTube channel. Otherwise, have a nice day. Peace. <laughs>